investigations heat up in the Republican House, more revelations about those 51 Intel officials and the laptop lie are being exposed. Professor Larry Bell and radio host Booker Scott explain how the DNC and Secretary of State Antony Blinken are at the center of the controversy. And then effective May 1st, people with good credit will be penalized and paying more for their mortgages. Economic advisor and forecaster Bruce Tannis says America is at the pivotal fork in the road when it comes to the economy. And what is behind the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act, H.R. 734, that is? Political analyst Patricia Antone will explain the science-free tenets of trans ideology are destructive to women. It's all next on Viewpoint This Sunday. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the weekend news magazine, Viewpoint This Sunday. It is Malcolm Out Loud here indeed, and uh, Got a whole lot to dive into today and some really interesting conversation that'll come up here shortly here. Uh, and this first one I want to cover, I think, is, is probably potentially one of the biggest stories in our country for sure. And this is who was behind that. Uh, well, both the laptop thing. You see, this is all bubbling up now with the investigations and the fact that the uh, Republicans have the House. So you're seeing more of this now surface. Uh, but things are getting a little hot now, and uh, you're seeing a lot of cover-up happening. Double speak uh, is what we call it, right? Back in the George Orwell days, and uh, uh, so let's dive into a little bit of that as well. And you remember those 51 um, Intel uh, officers or agents? Uh, uh, that was a big piece of this as well. And uh, join us on the broadcast here, top of the broadcast, is Professor Larry Bell is here, and he's an endowed professor at the University of Houston. He's a political analyst, uh, author of some great books. Uh, that are, uh, Surely you get them, just Professor Larry Bell on Amazon, or right in the America Out Loud bookstore, in fact. Uh, just type in Bell and you'll get all of his marvelous books. He did one with uh, Buzz Aldrin just this past year, Beyond Flagpoles and Footprints, uh, pioneer in the space frontier. It's very, very cool. Join us also top of the broadcast. Booker Scott is here, and he's the host of our lives and politics right here on America Out Loud. Play 7 p.m. Uh, be sure to check it out. Play Saturday and Sunday. He's doing an outstanding job there with some great things. He's the founder also and president of SaviorRepublic.org. Uh, this was a uh, organization that was born to the um, point of election integrity. Uh, and so uh, good to have you both here, uh, Larry and, uh, and Booker here. And uh, Booker, I want to start with you, please, first, uh, and I want to go right to this uh, article you have up on um, Blinken is behind the Intel letter and laptop lie. I guess uh, there's the secret that everybody's been waiting for. You talk about the um, 51 Intel officials, and you, you, you say it was the cherry on top of five years of Democrat disinformation about Russian collusion that we now know that a DNC is a DNC hoax. An operation to mislead the American people. Uh, 
let's speak specifically about the significance now of this information coming up and speaking of Blinken himself. What do you make of it? Yeah, I think, uh, thank you, Malcolm, for having me, first of all. And I think it's important to understand that this letter probably doesn't work unless we had the Russian hoax that started in 2016. And then, of course, the press went along with all of it all the way along. And I think it's also important to point out some facts about Blinken, who is now the secretary of state. He was the director at the at the University of Pennsylvania Biden Center, where classified documents were recently discovered in a closet. Mm -hmm. And that's also the same center that received up to fifty four million dollars from China. So let's put that into the context of what we are going to be discussing. And the cherry on top was that I don't believe that this letter would have been taken for what it was and what it became unless we had the previous four or five years of the Russia, 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 which then if you go to some dates in chronological order, Mm -hmm. it was October 4th of 2020 when Tony Bobulinski did the Tucker Carlson interview where he came out talking about the uh, business that he, Hunter, Jim Biden, and uh, Joe Biden were going to do. And then October 14th, the story came out of the New York Post uh, about the Hunter Biden laptop. Then we get into the call with Blinken to Mm -hmm. Mike Morrell, and that took place on October 17th. And then it was October 19th that Politico came out, Natasha Bertrand, who happens to be on CNN now, she came out with the piece and uh, that's kind of what put it in motion. And so it was the cherry on top of four or five years of disinformation and everybody ate it hook, line and sinker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as a sidebar uh, booker, I wonder, um, you know, this, you mentioned all the way back to 2016 of the Russian disinformation, Russian collusion, you know, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming. Uh, One of the biggest schemes ever, uh, how much do you think that sincerely influenced the fact of the Russia-Ukraine war? Did, what kind of influence did it have on where we sit today in geopolitics there? I think it, I think it has a lot to do with it, especially when it comes to the, 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 the country and how people feel about it and how they stand with Ukraine, because Russia has been made to be the big bad guy. Yeah. And I think, I, you know, the, the interesting thing is we're all looking at Russia while China is floating spy balloons over the top of us, they're <laughs> buying farmland all around us. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's just odd to me that, that they have us pointing toward Russia and China's making, <laughs> uh, trying to make peace deals all around the world. Yeah. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong with that scenario, Booker, right? I can't imagine. But, uh, yeah, the influence on the Russia Ukraine war is something that has been on my mind for a while. I think we've made a mockery out of the relationship with Russia, to be sure. And this is, they've been used as a political tool here at home and we're now suffering the consequences of this in ways that uh, people don't even really understand the gravity yet of uh professor bell i want to ask you to this point here uh it is commented here that and and i wonder in regards to that election again as many as 15 because of the suppression of all this information and the suppression of the laptop and everything that became of it which you you uh, is a you know second religion to you. You write about this and talk about it constantly. It's it is noted or thought that about fifteen percent of the people. I mean, who knows what the hell that number is? I don't really know. But that voted for Joe Biden would have voted differently if they had voted at all, knowing about the Hunter's laptop. Now, 
The question is, do you think, Larry, is that a real number in your estimation right there? And and what do you think the impact on the American public really was from this story? I'd like to go to the central issue. I think that uh, we'll never really know the numbers, but there's a, really a dichotomy in reporting where, you know, I don't think any there's any publication that hates Trump more than the than the Wall Street Journal. And uh you know, every article they they post is uh, anti-Trump and and so on and and uh, but when, when you when you when you peel that back, you realize that uh, on one hand, the Wall Street Journal, for example, will will decry that Trump is mis- misrepresenting the fact that the rush that the election was rigged. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I don't think that, and I think many people would agree, probably a majority that it was rigged essentially by the FBI and in concert with the media and concert with the, with the White House. This, uh, this report you mentioned with the 51 so-called intelligence experts um, is an example that there's no doubt that uh, when, when, you, when you control information and you selectively uh, uh, manipulate it in a way that uh, defrauds the public you know, of, of accurate information, you are stealing an election. So you can't have it, the, you know, the media can't have it both ways. <laughs> Whether it was, you know, X percent or Y percent, uh, the fact is that the election was was tampered with. And, uh, but I think, and I like to, I like to peel back some of the comments that, that, that Booker made, and I think they're excellent. I think the the underlying concern I have is less of the circumstances that would, you know, would would uh, Russia have invaded? Would such and such have happened? Such and such, and look at the the more terrifying uh, uh, concern behind all this is that, as Booker mentioned, you have a you not only have a compromised president, we have a compromised Secretary of State. Hmm. He was an errand boy for you know for. For these political hacks, he is a political hack. He has no credentials, and understand this is the, this is the guy we rely on as Secretary of State, informing the president and the White House and uh, on critical security issues. Ukraine being one of them, China being another. We're compromised with China. <clears throat> when Blinken presided, he was CEO. Of, of Penn Center at the time they were taking all this Chinese money in. Mm-hmm. We have we have a compromised Secretary of State. We have a weaponized IRS, which is another issue that's coming out now where they've been colluding and basically covering up, uh, you know, and, and, and covering for, for Hunter on his multiple uh, investigations in the Delaware court. So you know the underlying underlying issue is that we've let all of these hacks take control of our government of our election systems of our of our uh, uh, national security of our court systems and this is this is scary stuff back on october 19 2022 uh, the New York Post had a uh, a terrific article. It's been two years since 51 intelligence agents interfered with an election. They still won't apologize. <laughs> and she says here, exactly two years ago, October 19, 
2020. One of the dirtiest tricks in electoral history was played on the American people by 51 former intelligence officials who used the false alarm of Russian interference to stop Donald Trump winning a second term as president. <laughs> wow. So when we talk about election scandals or election fraud, you know, everybody points to different things, but you point out, I mean, looking at a lot of evidence, there were a lot of things that made this more of a fraudulent moment uh, for a whole host of reasons, clearly. And one of them is these 51 weigh-in, uh, you know, in this thing. Booker, in your uh, piece there as well, a very interesting point to make, which you both have referenced already, uh, between, as uh, Professor Bell was just talking about, with all these uh, the bureaucracies and these government agencies, which is really one of the biggest problems we have right now, they're all empowered uh, to the nth degree, is the media, of course. And you bring it to a crux, which is, really speaks to my language here. Uh, it's one of my big concerns. And you say, uh, you know, uh, the First Amendment guarantees a free press, and a free press has been one of the most important parts of this 250-year experiment that is our republic. Without honest media understanding their important role in the experiment and being well defined and publish the truth, there's nothing that will stop tyranny. Unfortunately, I see nothing in our future that will change. And we're talking about the opposition research and lies that were part of the big political game and the mainstream media gladly participated for one side of this thing. Uh, I think you bring up a really good point, Booker, about the media. And there's not much we can really do about it. These are still free enterprises. They can do what the hell they want to do, and they're doing it. And the only thing that can change this trajectory, Booker, is the rise of independent media, just like America Out Loud, and the strength of independent media to drive the out loud truth out there to the American people. You agree with that statement? Yes, sir. And you've been here for seven years, and that's what we try to do 365 days a year is bring the truth. Amen. As I reflect back on this letter, I remember thinking to myself, this letter really doesn't say anything. The letter that was used, which, by the way, it was just three or four days later that uh, Biden and Trump had the debate and Biden said, that's a sham. It didn't exist. I have 50 guys that said it's it's uh, Russian disinformation. And of course, you remember Trump said, oh, here we go again with Russia, Russia, Russia. But if you look at the wording of this letter, it says, quote, deeply suspicious that the Russian government played a significant role in this case. So deeply suspicious. What does that say? Really nothing. They say it suggests of Kremlin at work. And then I'll, I'll quote another one. Quote, if we are right, if, if we are right, this is Russia trying to influence how Americans vote in this election. And we believe strongly that Americans should be aware of this. So that's all they said. And when that letter came out, I remember saying, that doesn't say anything. Nobody saw anything. And my point about in that piece was, where was the media asking the questions of these 51 people? What did you see? What have you seen to make you come to these conclusions? And we have lost that. And, and that's why I say it's a cherry on top of the five years. Yeah. Everyone had heard of Russia, Russia, Russia for four or five years, and, and everyone went along with it. And now here we go, Russia again, and everybody just, just right. went well, with it. You know, they get away with it, Larry, because they get away with it, because they, they get the impact of what it is, the insult to injury, and then time moves on. And no matter what happens later, the repercussions of that, there's never a price to pay for it. So it looks to me like they did get away with it. There, there's probably going to be no repercussions. Or do you see something else potentially happening, bottom line, coming out of D.C.? Well, first, very briefly, 
let's remember that where the Russia, Russia, Russia came from, it was Hillary's cover up and the FBI's cover up the fact that that she that she deleted thirty thousand emails. That's a great point. That's a great point. And so and so yeah. all the Russia thing and and subsequently the Pfizer reports that were jerry rigged and and all the rest of it came out of a uh, Hillary covering her ass, FBI going along with it. So this <laughs> and this this kind of continues. And then you say, well, where does it all lead? There's only one important question. 2024. Right. And and they ran they ran Biden as the non-Trump, the uniter, good old benevolent, uh, good old neutral, uh, uncrazy Joe, who was the biggest crook in, in presidential crook, probably in American history. And 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 and, and that's and, saying uh, something. Mal- and malleable and and we know we know we know about that. Mm-hmm. But the, but the I think the dam that's going to break is the fact that this uh, this influence foreign influence peddling stuff on the part of the Bidens right is is really uh, really very juicy stuff as far as how long can the mainstream media avoid you know mm. the, the, we love a public lynching. You know, and and I think it doesn't really matter what color their 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 sweatshirts are, yeah. and 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 I think we're going to see all this stuff coming out at the same time that 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 the country's really in a mess. Interesting. And and we've got we've got on top of that the wild card of Taiwan and China and yeah. South China Sea and Ukraine and the a lot of and stuff. People are beginning to wonder about all the money we're spending there and so on. So it's going to be a pretty rocky road, and the Democrats are stuck with Joe, who apparently is going to run again. And they've got, and and, and of course his his uh, his big uh, savior is the fact that Kamala uh, steps in if if he resigns. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I think it looks pretty good if we don't blow it. If we if we can stay on issues. That the public wants to hear about, stay away from personalities. Mm-hmm. That includes Trump not going after DeSantis, and and uh, mm-hmm. build confidence that we can ha- we can fill this leadership vacuum we have. It's even worse than a vacuum. Is is you know it's a, a it's an anti-American agenda is what it is to finish that. Point. Point. Just, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, boy, I gotta uh, yeah. Uh, listen, I I really applaud what you just said. Uh, that was important to get out there. Uh, your summation of what you thought. Um, the, the point of what Professor Bell says there, he gives a little bit of uh, optimism that we still have some sort of a system in play that can give those sort of results. Uh, in other words, it's going to become overwhelming, that juicy is the word to use, because there's so much of it, and it's right here on the doorstep, if we don't load, he says here. Do you subscribe? Is that possible? I think he made excellent points, and I agree with everything he said. Unfortunately, there's not going to be any debate here with him on that because I I do agree with it. But I'm I'm going to throw a little monkey wrench in here to consider. And I wrote a piece back when the classified documents were found at at Hunter or at uh, Joe Biden's house and UPenn Center, all the different places they were finding the classified information, and they just kept coming out. And uh, of course, I think to myself, why why are are people now saying that these classified documents are here and they're presenting them to someone 
this is odd. So to me, it, it signaled the end of Joe Biden for the Democrats that they were ready to move him aside. And you think they're done with him right now, huh? You think yeah, done yeah, with yeah. And and I think I think that Professor Bell brought up the the thing that is really important. I believe right now is the IRS whistleblower. And and again, why is this guy coming out now, especially when Joe Biden's about to announce to become president again? So his numbers are terrible. Uh, Professor Bell is exactly right. It's right for the taking. And I think the Democrats know that as well. And I wonder if they're trying to railroad him right out of there. That's my Yeah, opinion. they're trying to get this protection. That's a great point to bring up the IRS whistleblower right now. That's going to hit the fan. Uh, supposedly, we'll know uh, if uh, Biden's going to seek, which he looks like he will seek reelection this week. They don't know what else to do, basically. They don't have a bench. So you've got that problem going on there. But the key that rings in my ears, which is what Professor said, uh, if they don't blow it, but God, God, they seem to find every which way to lose the ball game in the ninth inning. And even if they're ahead 10 runs, they seem to always lose it. Of course, the challenge of the problem here is Americans have short memories, very short memories when it comes to these kinds of things. And that's where the news cycle comes in and the points that Booker brings out. Well, the media is our biggest culprit. He's right. If we had truth in the fourth estate and we could get real information out there to the people, it would make all the difference in the world. Uh, in the meantime, we are still fighting the fight, the good fight, and we'll continue to do that all the way through. There's no doubt about that. Tremendous thank you to both of you. Terrific voices and uh, just really great uh, students of the political game here. Uh, Professor Larry Bell, uh, Booker Scott. Remember to check out Booker's show, 7 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, please. Our Lives and Politics. He's doing a marvelous job. Uh, so proud of the work he's doing as well. Professor Bell is a weekly writer on the platform. Remember, check his books out as well. I appreciate all of them. We have great uh, depth of uh, experts and knowledge at America Out Loud, it, which reminds me just to remind you uh, that it's all back there at AmericaOutloud.com. Seven years, if you can believe that. I can't believe it. I have to pinch myself. My golly. We just celebrated, as Booker was saying, seven years this past week. Uh, we launched this uh, this amazing network in the early part of April. And the year of our Lord, 2016. And here we are, friends. And, uh, you know, we're three years uh, coming up on the 250th year celebration of our great nation. Mm, good golly, what's going to happen, you know? I hope we're all standing still and can fight the fight just after this general election. Friends, stay right there. More Viewpoint in just a moment. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Loud. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here. Yours truly and always a privilege to be with you. 
my fellow Americans. Welcome back to the broadcast and let's get right to it now and talk a little bit of the economy. This is one of my, uh, you know what, I can't really say it's one of my favorite topics, but it, it is always intriguing to talk about where we're at and where we're headed. Uh, and a couple of interesting stories here to we'll start with too. What's going on here with this? Uh, what's Well, what's going to happen to about all of you that are listening here with the mortgage companies coming up uh, on the 1st of May? If you're not aware of this, buckle your seatbelt. You're liable to be a little ripping pissed here in just a couple of moments here. And let me bring on first Bruce Tannis joins us and uh, excited to have him on here. First time is on the broadcast here, but he has got a, a just a terrific background in economics, finance, uh, political science, a career that spanned uh, four decades. So he's just a lad, just a kid. Uh, he worked at major Wall Street investment banks as an advisor, consultant, economic forecaster, money manager. And uh, and many of you heard the term Austrian economics, and he, he studied that in Vienna. And uh, in fact, testified expert on the mortgage crisis. Well, that's an interesting place to start uh, to Congress, in fact. Bruce, excited to have you here on the broadcast, sir. Thank you, Malcolm. It's great to be here. All right. It's great to be anywhere today, isn't it, buddy? You know, if we're it, feeling every, live every and well. Day, <laughs> every day above ground is a good day. Amen. No, I, I always say that. It's a blessing. Yeah. All right. Let's let's jump into this. Uh, these. Uh, so this is uh, this just goes into the face. I mean, a lot of these stories now we're talking about take the whole Robin Hood scenario to a whole new level, and it really does rip you up here. So the the, the notion of this year now is that uh, mortgage companies are going to be uh, forced, I mean, they're, they're obligated to charge new loan fees. You know, a lot of times it's these fees, uh, Bruce, that are in the fine language. You don't even always know it, which is really, really uh, devious, uh, really about these companies. It happens all the time. I mean, who reads the fine language? But what's happening is, uh, for those who have good credit, uh, and, and I would qualify in that group, so we're going to... Uh, <laughs> We're going to be paying another 40 bucks a month for, for every month for the life of the loan. Uh, yeah. and what, what is this to do? Tell me what's going on with this. Well, certainly the decisions that the Biden administration is making now in implementing these mortgage penalties for good credit borrowers <laughs> is, is a gross intrusion of government into our private financial transactions. I can't say it surprises me based on their past activities. But it's another tax, plain and simple. And, um, you know, there's a fundamental rule in Economics 101. If you want less of something, you tax it. If you want more of something, you subsidize it. Okay? Um, so if you want less of something, you tax it. If you want more of something, you subsidize it. We are now taxing good credit, and we are subsidizing bad credit. Mm. The government is telling us we want less good credit and more bad credit. How does that end? I can't wow. end well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's it, the whole picture is upside down is what you're suggesting. Yeah, the whole picture is upside down. I think it's dangerous to try and subsidize home ownership also <laughs> in an environment where home values have skyrocketed and mortgage rates have nearly tripled, <laughs> especially when the Fed is still hellbent on raising interest rates. Yeah, I mean, right, right. you know, where were they when home prices crashed down to rock bottom levels or when 30 year mortgages were at a low of like 2.65 percent during COVID? Why weren't they encouraging home ownership then? So that what was, there, is there any way to stop this thing at this point? This is happening. I mean, this is not anything that's a maybe could be should be might happen. This is happening. Well, it's 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 a policy initiative mm -hmm. uh, brought to us uh, by, uh, uh, you know, 
a, a, a cabal that that has policies that are clearly anti-American, anti-free market, anti-individual freedom. And it's about power, control, redistribution of wealth and, and, and you know, basically their overall dependency agenda. OK, it's a dependency agenda. It, the only way to stop it is to change, change course and, and change leadership. And the other challenge is a lot of these things, once they're into play, it's very difficult to get them out of there again. I mean, once these things become some sort of a quasi law or some initiative, uh, it almost is very difficult to change. You know, in other words, uh, Bruce, once you give somebody something, it's very hard to take it back, isn't it? Well, wasn't it wasn't Ronald Reagan that said the definition of eternal life is a government program? That's right. That's right. Um, so, yes, it's hard to extract these tentacles out of our systems once they became become permanently ensconced in our in our system. Yeah. 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 It's just but, like the Obamacare stuff and the healthcare stuff and all that. It's it's become it's going to be hard to kill any of that now. At one point, it was a thing where they were fighting that. But you don't hear anything more on that right now uh, because yeah. they're they've tripled down on that program now. And I don't see that going away in our lifetimes, is it? Well, yeah, the healthcare is a whole other discussion, maybe for another day. Mm-hmm. But uh, but all of this uh, mortgage manipulation began with the uh, Community Reinvestment Act under Jimmy Carter, where they they were forcing banks to lend to borrowers that uh, they knew could not pay back the loans. Right. And then, of course, that paved the way for government to step in and create all sorts of mortgage deregulations and, and qualification uh, uh, remo- removal of the qualification criteria for mortgages. You know, so you had no money down, mm-hmm. low money down, no credit check, no background check, um, none of this stuff so that people could just get mortgages from banks. And then the banks yeah. cried about it and said, we, we don't want to hold this paper on our books. And then they came along with Fannie Mae and bought up all the bad paper and created the credit crisis. Mm. The housing market uh, and a lot of the economists I'm talking about, I mean, that's one of the things that right now you're seeing the the market split all over the place uh, where home values now are falling. Some markets, they're plummeting. Uh, and uh, we're um, but again, your interest, it's not about it, actually it, somebody said to me the other day, do you agree with this statement? It's not a buyer's market and it's not a seller's market now. What do you make of that statement? Um, I think it's a I think it has to be examined on a case by case, market by market. Uh, you know, I live I live in a I live in sort of a bubble. I live in Palm Beach and, uh, you know, Palm Beach, I've I've watched the average home price go from about two and a half million dollars to about 15. So, wow. Um, wow. yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's had the it's priced uh, basically the non ultra rich out of the entire market. Wow. That's uh, that's uh, that's some sort of a, a escalation of price in there. Where are they all eating at McDonald's to afford the houses? I mean, we you know, they they seem to, the restaurants are still packed and the prices have tripled in the restaurants. So I don't know where the money's coming from. But uh, but the point is that uh, it's a different it's a different world in, in that market. And, and in much of South Florida, especially closer to the beaches, it's been like that. Uh, real estate prices have really gone up tremendously. Some people are predicting a very severe recession or the word depression is even being used. How much of this is hype? How much of this is potential? What in your opinion is just ahead, sir? Well, we're at a crossroads. 
And I think we could go one of two ways, depending on what our, strangely enough, what our political choices are in the, in the, in the upcoming presidential election, because policies, as I said, are affecting a lot of this. And um, so uh, right now the policies are not good. And of course, then we have Fed policy. But, you know, presidents can lean on the Federal Reserve. And we've also heard some discussion about disbanding the Federal Reserve. That may or may not happen. But the, the, the point is that we are at a crossroad and uh, the American public needs to wake up and make uh, a decision. One decision is to go freedom and sovereignty and nationalism, which is uh, basically what President Trump represents. And then the other side is is globalism and anti-freedom and more centralized government and big government and uh, um, more control and new world order and one world religion and one world currency and one world bank and one world health organization and one world dictator eventually. I mean, we're basically battling those who want this new world order on that side. All right, uh, let me let me bring your attention to a piece uh, that was uh, in um, CNBC on Friday. Uh, interesting. I'm seeing a lot of this kind of thing right now. Uh, this was from uh, Sam Meredith. A recession is coming and stock markets won't come through it. Unscathed strategist says uh, a lot of people are saying that uh, a lot. And a lot of people have said that on this show, in fact, uh, to be sure. Now, there's uh, several points here. I, I really want you to just let's get into the detail and opine on this here. He, there's some of the takeaways here is that, uh, uh, as I say, you say the recession is coming. But one of the big points that is being described in here is that it's a pretty compelling scenario because it's brutally bad. The leading economic indicators all are pointing. They say to the Senate. And I'm seeing this from about everybody across the board that is saying this, Bruce, those yeah. those leading economic indicators. They don't see it as a fork in the road. They see it as a one-way trip to hell right now uh, that I'm seeing, that there's no way to avoid what's in front of us, no matter how much rah, rah, rah we do. I don't know. I get a sinking feeling. I'm not. I'm an optimist, but I'm yes. having a hard time hanging on to my optimism these days, I'll tell you. So well, back to the 2024 election that is just coming ahead. That's a piece of it. But they're talking about what, what I'm talking about right now with you is happening right now. They're saying between now and 2024, so who gets in there? That'll be thereafter. But right now is what we're talking about. And that's Biden policies and where he's at. So what do you make of right now between now and 2024? Well, as the stock market relates to, uh, to uh, you know, forecasting, the stock market is one of the most accurate forecasting mechanisms ever devised. Okay. And we have just seen recently a decline in most uh big cap stocks, a lot of big cap stocks, especially the technology sector and a few others, um, a decline of as much as 50%. Wow. Okay. Wow. So we've already lived through that. Uh, um, the, uh, the, the, the stock market already forecasted a recession. Okay. Um, interestingly enough, if the recession happens, and it's anything short of a depression, the stock market will probably rally on that news. Hmm. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, so they, 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 hold on. They would see that as good news. You're saying then? Well, yeah, because they've already discounted mm -hmm. what they see as the, the scenario. Now, if you look at the, the bond market, if you look at the charts in the bond market, 
the bond market is forecasting a decline in interest rates. Hmm. Okay. Now, the Fed has not said that they're going to lower interest rates yet, but the, the bond market is already forecasting a decline in interest rates. So if, if I'm reading the tea leaves, as I am wont to do, um, I would say that the market has already uh, corrected. Uh, we could see a little turbulence going forward. Um, the, the bond market is already forecasting a decline in interest rates. You so know, you think you so you you don't so you're saying your indicators you're looking at don't don't pan out the way this is being said here. Yeah, I I think that some of these pundits are you know the the, the they're closing the barn door after the cows have already left. I see. Um, there there is some there is some hope is what I'm saying. I mean, despite the massive Fed cash fire hose that we've been experiencing recently, right. uh, the U.S. dollar is still near a ten year high and it's already corrected a little bit. Okay. All right. But it's still near a 10 year high. Right. So, so let, no, let me go further now with you a moment here now, because uh, you, you really got me juiced here and going here with what you say. Interesting. Um, now, back to between now and 2024. And so you're saying, I think, be clear here, you're saying like recession light, like, OK, inflation, the interest rates are high, you know, OK, but we can live with this kind of crap. And so kind of recession like we never really go there. You're thinking that's a that's a real possibility. Yes. Yes or no. Yeah. I mean, listen, we've already lived through uh, the covid disaster. That's right. Um, you know, half of all small businesses probably closed shop. Okay. All right. And the economy is still kind of chugging right. along. You still go to the you go to the shopping centers and they're packed with cars. People are buying stuff. We didn't have a bad. You're, you're exactly right. Restaurants are full. The, sh- the, the the stores are full. You're exactly right. And people yeah. are spending. The cash is falling from the sky. All right. Hold on. I, I don't want to lose this thought in time. I, let's put that over there a moment, uh, Bruce. And, and, and let me say then. So on the surface, then, based on what you're saying, if all that is what it is, People could listen to this and say, okay, all right, well, this is pretty decent news. And and we'll go on and I'll plan now the next couple of years what I'm going to do personally, financially, house, car, college, uh, buy the extra swimming pool, whatever it is I'm going to do. Um, And is that a fair statement? Yeah. And I think also, I mean, you know, people may stay put a little more based on interest rates. They they may not choose to move or refinance as as quickly. Right. Which uh, will keep probably the housing market more stable. Not because right now it's swinging all over the place. It has prior. And uh, we're seeing some declines in prices. Okay, even the high, the high end stuff in my neighborhood. Okay. uh, Declining, declining a little bit in prices. It's still not very affordable. All right. Here's the problem. I want to throw at you now in the last few moments. I got to get to this problem. Here's the problem I have here. here, Okay. And, and and tell me, let me just keep it real with you, please. You tell me you agree, you disagree, or disappoint here, please. But right. I think what you share right now is actually, as, as a patriot, as somebody who understands, I think this is horrible news, what you're sharing. And and uh, I think it's the, the worst news you could probably suggest to, to me or to us today. And I, quite frankly, that that's going to be the case. Because quite frankly, what that would mean is, they're going to band-aid over things, which means that you don't get the pain factor, which means that coming into 2024, that gives a 
more than a glimmer of hope to the left, to the Marxist left. You know, there are many times in world and in our life we have to step back before we step forward. We, in other words, we have to take a punch to the gut. We have to feel the pain. We have to get, you know, we got to get bruised up a little bit. And then we figure out, say, oh, okay, it's like smelling salt under your nose. You know, oh, there it is. I got it. Same thing here. If we don't start to fix the debt, the position of our country, what's taking place right now, and this continues on, we're screwed. Now, you can, all this Band-Aid stuff is just Band-Aids, but... Do you see what I'm saying right now? I think that's bad news because I'd rather see the pain right now. I'd rather see a serious recession knock us on our asses and then come to our senses prior to 2024 going into the election and have a clean clean sweep of conservatism and patriotism in this nation. Am I right or wrong? Well, I, uh, I, I don't disagree that that would be the fastest way to, to get okay. it done. I, I, but also, let's remember that, you know, uh, the middle class and the uh, lower middle class are really feeling the pain. OK, they are feeling the pain already. They're paying, you know, five dollars a gallon for premium gas, for example, if they have to use premium gas. So you're gas saying those voters are already paying a lot of feeling a lot of pain. And those may sure. that may make the difference, you're saying. Sure. The 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 um, the money fire hose from the Federal Reserve has has inflated uh, things to the point where some things in the supermarket have tripled in price. OK, um, so they're feeling the pinch. The the you know, the uh, ultra high net worth and high net worth people aren't feeling so much of a pinch, but they're still concerned. So um, what we need, what we need is a tough pro-business America first leader. Bruce, thank you. Uh, yes, it's del delightful to have you on here. And uh, I, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed this and uh, getting your perspective on things here. Uh, Bruce Tannis, that is, uh, friends. Uh, thank so, you. Thank you. And then, so up next now, let me tell you here, this, you've been following this HR 734. Well, this is the, uh, uh, the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act. And this is another thing between climate alarmism and the trans ideology. Uh, these two things kind of tell you what the socialist globalists are up to. It's the dumbing down of America. More viewpoint in just a moment. America out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. 
is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here. And uh, what a broadcast today again. Great to be with you, my fellow Americans. And, uh, you know, there's some hot buttons we're dealing with beyond all these investigations, the economic challenges we're having, uh, the climate alarmism is a hot button, but also is the transgender conversation. And, and these are all uh, signs of a bigger narrative of something that is uh, transpiring in our nation. The thing I want to remind you of right now, just take a moment with me, please, everybody, and understand this point I make with you really quickly, but it's a point that is important. Many of the things we're talking about right now, including the one we're about to have, these things are being done in broad daylight now. And none of this stuff is hidden any further. When we were growing up as youngsters and what have you, we'd never in our wildest dreams would be thinking about some of the policies and conversations that are being had right now at the water cooler in America, just three years shy of our 250th birthday as a nation. Right? I mean, that's a fact. And now this stuff is being done out in broad daylight. It's There's no hiding the agenda anymore. That's where we have to connect the dots. And we're going to do some dot connecting right now. We'll do that with Patricia Antone joins me here. Uh, she's an author, activist, a constitutional conservative. The thing about Patricia is she analyzes the problem. She'll tell you what the problem is, and she'll come up with a solution to you real quick. And I like that about her. Patricia, welcome to Viewpoint this Sunday. Thanks, Malcolm. I'm really happy to be here. Oh, we're happy to have you. And uh, so you have a fantastic op-ed up. I want to drive people, pay attention, and go look at it. Uh, the science free tenets of trans ideology are destructive to women. This is about H.R. 734. Now, let's start here. This is the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act, H.R. 734, and it references uh, Title IX and our Civil Rights Act back in 72. Uh, tell us what this does and what does the left uh, vehemently oppose of this? What, what are they trying to accomplish here with this? And, and what, what does this H.R. 734 do? Okay, thanks. It um, Basically, they're trying to ensure that the protections for women and girls actually relate to the biological sex of female. Um, gender always used to be used interchangeably with sex. And, and what has happened of late is that they've caused gender to be a separate thing. Well, now they're, they're using that separation of gender and sex to introduce men into women's sports and facilities and so forth. And, uh, and and this act seeks to shut that down. Okay. All right. This act, right, which is uh, the uh, House Republicans, uh, the ones that have put this. But then, as you say here in your piece, if H.R. 734 makes it out of the Senate, and that is a big if there. We know that, Patricia, right? Mm -hmm. Right, uh, right. J Joe Biden has vowed to veto the act. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and you make a very interesting statement. Uh, the Biden regime is all in committed to trans mm -hmm. ideology. We'll break some of that down in a moment here. Uh, and case in point, and I want to bring your attention now to the White House response in a recent story. And uh, you, you say here, it, it was nearly unbelievable, almost, not quite, <laughs> to hear the White <laughs> House press secretary's response 
uh, to the recent mass murder of children and adults at a Christian school. This is in Nashville, friends, we're talking about here now with the trans-identified female uh, passing off as a male, uh, enraged of those who had failed to consider her a male. Now, brace yourself with what I'm going to share with you next. Uh, sit down if you're not sitting down to make sure you know what uh, what uh, Karine Jean-Pierre Mondang of the White House said. And here it is. Uh, the response to the deadly attack from the White House claimed that the trans community is under attack. That was their response to the Nashville murder of these innocent people. Is that, well, geez, God golly, the, the, the murderer, the trans, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, the trans community is under attack. And so you say with that, Patricia, it bestowed its condolences to them with scarcely a mention of the massacre's victims or families. Explain that, please. Wow. Well, it, it was bizarre. The whole thing was bizarre that a, a physical, deadly mass murder attack occurred at this Christian school, killing three children and three adults. And the response of the White House was to extend condolences and sympathy to the trans community because they anticipated a backlash against trans. And so they were immediately defensive and, and worried about the trans community. I'm certainly mentioned uh, the, the uh, victims, but, but scarcely a mention. Their focus was obviously on wanting to protect their budding trans movement. You should say by turning a psychiatric condition into a civil rights cause. I want to get that civil rights out there because I think you nailed it right there with that statement. Leftists mm. are willfully cultivating criminal insanity. That is very accurate, isn't it? It, it certainly seems to be. And and I think, you know, on the individual basis, it, it's, it's absolutely tragic because they're taking people that might otherwise have a, a mental illness that could be treated and they're turning this corner into causing them first to be fully entrenched in the mental illness and then to turn it into a, a, a civil rights situation where they're mm -hmm. going to pursue a cause over it. Now, if that's the case, so you know what's going to happen then. If that's the case, and I can tell you about now, based on what you say there, there will be more instances like this if that is the case. And, and there certainly have been already. There were four or five instances of uh, mass murder that already occurred that that were already perpetrated by trans people or, or uh, people who whose claim to identity was like sexually diverse identity. Mm -hmm. So um, this this whole thing where we're going to cultivate a conflict between a person's body and mind and we're going to start it up as a kindergartner by by suggesting to kids that they might be born in the wrong body. Mm -hmm. When we do that, we are purposely disintegrating a personality or a psyche. We're, we're purposely disassembling a psyche. This is being used uh, apparently as another tool. Um, what is the, uh, the, the motivation of the uh by the by well the biden administration at this point but then the the marxist left we could talk about but what is the motivation for them to now you because they've used they've used the black community they used women they use all types of races they use mm -hmm. gender they use everything they can to divide the people and here's another one now with the trans what is the motivation here for them the strategy of of basically leveraging uh, collective grievance. So we, we create and, and stoke collective grievance. Then we leverage that grievance in order to gain more power. We're going to solve the problems that you have by leveraging the power of government. So that's, a, that's an age-old 
an age-old strategy. And all, the only thing that's new with the trans is that they are actively cultivating a new political constituency around which to do the same old strategy, which is to institute and then leverage collective grievance for political gain. And over time, what the what happens, of course, is that you get these competing collectives, all competing for government favorable, who is empowered in that government. The government is the focus then of everything. So this becomes like job security, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Job security. You just well, keep, and, and keep yeah, party security. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, right. Which is job security for these cats, because if you can keep spinning it the way you're spinning it and keeping people off balance, well, then you always have to solve the problem. Well, that's that's part of it. And that's certainly very, very true. But there's a larger and a little bit more nefarious motive, I think. What is too, it? Tell us what it is. is. Chaos. If, if we can provoke, if we can undermine the existing social order, then we have an argument then for recreating social order around a singular central authority. And I think that's what they're after here. Everything in human in, in, in human social order is organized around human nature, which is obviously male and female in its in its construction, right? So social order has evolved to accommodate what is what is so about the human being. If we can cause people to deny that objective reality, then what is reality? Well, it's anything that the party in power says it is. So so, so all roads all- lead all roads lead to globalism then, don't they? Well, they do. They do. Because if, if, if objective reality is a great democratizing influence, obviously, mm-hmm. if you and I have recourse to objective reality, if we can look at the thermometer and everybody looking at the thermometer is reading the same numbers off it, that then we're all on the same page. And if we can, if, if the uh, people in power can cause us to throw out objective reality, then it, it mm. reality consists of what we say it is. Yeah, well, now yeah. we're back to might makes right. We've gone all the way back to the age of conquest. Yeah, this should make you think, friends. You say here, no human being has ever transitioned from one sex to the other. That is a very big statement to make. Uh, and you then get into the fact that at one point when we were in school, we used to learn that, you know, the person's sex was established by the a chromosome that at the sperm at conception, that was the moment there. And mm-hmm. then we're now told that a person's identity, you could be anything you want to be. In fact, you could be a toaster, a cat or a, a lampshade. Um, they're actually told in all kinds of things and beyond even gender, you could be an inanimate object for God's sakes. So this is all kind of screwed people's minds up with young people thinking this is all the real thing. And then you say it's obviously cruel. Yeah, that goes right back to what I was talking about, where what we want is for people to dismiss the evidence of their eyes and their ears. Thank you, George Arwell. (laughs) If we can cause people to dismiss what they see and what they hear and defer only to what the authoritarian tells them is so, then the authoritarian has complete control. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're telling kids they're dismissing the science. The science is that that the sex of an individual is established, indelibly established at conception by the chromosomal contribution of the sperm. Yeah. So that is that is a, a fact that cannot be unlearned. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to deny that fact to children so that they can tell them, no, your identity is what drives it all. So you get to choose your identity at random here. And it can be different on different Tuesdays. 
so a lot of these things we're talking about these days um, that, you know, like this and so many other issues, you know, you get to the bigger narrative, right? Talk about motivation, objectives. What are, what are they? What, what are the motivations here? Uh, you know, are people becoming, in your opinion, more aware? I mean, like I said moments ago, you heard me say everything's out in the light of day now. None of this is hidden any further. The agenda is so exposed in other words, they're doing it right out on Fifth and Main. And if you like mm -hmm. it, great. And if you don't, too bad. I mean, it's all there. So do you think uh, population-wise, people, are people getting coming on to this thing? Are, are we? Where's our progress meter? Are well, we I, do, I do think it's becoming more widely known. And, and part of the reason is no one could be so stupid as to not recognize the chaos that these things create. So it's not a leap then to infer that the chaos must be intended. So that that's one thing. But the the thing that kind of frightens me about it is, yes, they are doing it out in the open and they don't care that you and I are not okay with it, that the that even the whole of the body politic is not okay. They don't care. Well, that should be frightening to everybody because what it means is, what are they going to do to retain power in the absence of our consent? And I think that's what we need to start grappling with right now is that the the their power doesn't any longer require our consent in their minds anyway. They they believe that they have a right and a way to manage keeping power without the consent of the public. Mm -hmm. So I, I, we, we need to be thinking about that and we need to be thinking about how we want to respond to that. So this HR then, uh, 734, um, it's not going to, I mean, the House, like a lot of things right now, the House Republicans, they made a mental note of it. Okay, so it's a footnote now, but it's obviously, it's a thing, but it's not going to become a thing because they're going to, Well, it's not going to become law, but I think it's important that we keep doing this, that we keep yeah. doing that, that the House, with whatever power we do have, that we keep yeah. putting forth these these pushbacks against because okay. that helps mo mobilize the body yeah. politic, and that is the only thing that is going to ultimately be able to, right. to uh, have any effect. All right. So it's a, this is a wake-up call. That's what this is. This is mm -hmm. a wake-up call, a rallying call. Uh, it's a great point and a great summation of what you say there, Patricia, at the end to uh, say, well, we got it. You're right. And this is the purpose of this program. It's the purpose of our network is to bring the out loud truth to the American mm -hmm. people. And at the end of the day, the American people are going to have to make those decisions of where our country is headed, where we're going, and and what's going to transpire ahead here. Well, uh, and that the the confusion. If I may add one more thing, confusion is is a very effective weapon against people. And so the antithesis of confusion, of course, is clarity. To the extent we can retain clarity, regain clarity, and then re re uh, hold on to it, and then restore some of our foundational principles. That's the solution. Okay, that is a wrap here, my fellow Americans. We're running right out of time here. Patricia, thank you. Always a privilege to have you here. And uh, what a terrific show. Now, listen, again, your job out there is to share the out loud truth. It's all back at americaoutloud.com. Uh, we're certainly on the front lines here dealing with all these issues. And there's a lot coming, I have to tell you. I see in the pipeline here a lot of the stories and things that we're pushing out there. So help us get the truth out there to the American people around the globe. And thank you for joining me here on the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.